I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be here sharing with you lessons I've learned, conversations I've had that will equip you to create new habits, challenge mindsets, and build relationships that will allow your family to thrive. Even though marriage can be challenging, studies often show that marriage leads to greater health, financial stability, and personal happiness. Moreover, it provides the best environment for raising children, offering them a better chance at life. Last week was National Marriage Week, an annual celebration from February 7th to the 14th that's dedicated to promoting the benefits of marriage. This week on the podcast, I had the pleasure of speaking with their spokesperson, Arlene Pellicane. She is a top marriage and parenting author and speaker who has co-written books with Dr. Gary Chapman and has appeared on many outlets, including The Today Show, Fox & Friends, TLC, Family Life Today, and more. In our conversation, we talked about the common challenges faced by couples, practical tips for maintaining a healthy and fulfilling marriage, Plus, we talked about this year's theme, Love Beyond Words, and how we can emphasize actions beyond verbal communication during challenging times in our marriage. She was a delight to talk to and gave us some essential reminders to keep our marriage healthy and strong. Welcome, Arlene. It's incredible to have you on the podcast today. It's so nice to be back. Thanks for having me, Kimberly. So you are a repeat guest, so you've already answered this question, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it again in case anything's changed but also to allow our guests to familiarize themselves with you. What is your family known for? And actually, it's funny, probably if I re-listen, I I probably will have a different answer because I don't remember how I answered before. (laughs) But I um, am landing this year on the phrase joyfully different. So what it means is we're a very happy family. We're very joyful, but we're very odd. We're very different. So for instance, when our kids did martial arts in elementary school, we found out that the parents could join the class for free because we had three kids. So we joined them. So we got the outfits and we were the big people in the back and we literally were in the kids class. So we did martial arts with them. We figured as long as we're there, we might as well get a little bit of exercise. So it's not like I was very good, but it was kind of fun. So that was obviously very different. Our kids don't get their phones until before they go to college. So that is also very different. And Mm -hmm. they don't do video games and social media and things like that. So we, we, we kind of are to the own, to our own beat and we're having a good time. (laughs) Well, it sounds like fun. I've never done martial arts. My son wrestles and I love it. I love the sport. I recently took a self-defense class with a friend of mine and we just had a, yes. like, we were yes, like laughing our of, whole way yes. through it. Although I don't think you're supposed to be laughing yes, through it. I, <laughs> I totally understand that. Uh, all right. So you're here to talk to us about marriage. So tell us a little bit about National Marriage Week. Yes. And the mission and the purpose behind it. Yeah, it's National Marriage Week is every single year between February 7th and 14th. Mm-hmm. And the idea is to celebrate marriage, to showcase marriage that, you know what, marriage gets a lot of bad press or no press at all. That's probably even more <laughs> appropriate. But that marriage is this really, really beautiful thing for people, for our country, to raise children, um, for longevity and happiness and all those things. You know, we're very much into longevity. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're very much into happiness. And statistically, if people are married, 
they are significantly happier, they live longer, they are healthier, they are less lonely, they're more financially secure. There's so many benefits of marriage. So National Marriage Week is kind of like wanting to show young people, you know what, marriage is a really good thing. And it's something that you should consider entering into, you know, and then we're also wanting to support the existing marriages to say that, Hey, we want to support you. This is something that it's hard to do alone. It's hard to do on autopilot. It's hard to do if you don't try. So at marriageweek.org, national marriage week has a lot of resources to help you connect with your spouse continue to be friends and lovers with your spouse, you know, and so there's a lot of resources and help that you can find as well. So we're all about saying marriage is a good thing. And if you are married, let us help you so that you can not only make it, but really enjoy your marriage. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. I love that. I love the idea of celebrating marriage and shifting the focus off of what can be difficult about it and can be incredible about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this year's theme, it's love beyond words. Mm -hmm. And it's a lovely theme just to let us, it's kind of to remind us that, yeah, talk is cheap unless the actions are there. So to think about when you said I do on that wedding day and you said to have and to hold for better or worse, richer for poorer, sickness Mm -hmm. and health, all those things that love beyond words, that theme is about let's live faithfully to those vows that we made Mm -hmm. and let's act lovingly towards our spouse. It can be as small as, you know, hey, I saved the last bite of the dessert for you. And it can be as big as I was doing a radio show and a caller called in talking about how he had lost his eyesight. And for the last nine years, his wife has been his eyes to make sure he matches, to make sure he gets where he needs to wow. get. And that is, yep. that's love beyond words. So it's yeah. the little things and it's the big things, but it's those actions. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I know that if those of us are married, know the challenges that we face, but I do want you to kind of share some of the common challenges that couples face in maintaining a healthy and fulfilling marriage. Cause I do think there's a tendency to think that we are the only one going through something that we, that we're often surprised when we find out that, Oh, this isn't just me. So let's talk about the common challenges you see and um, yeah how how you're you're helping people navigate those challenges. Yes. One of those common challenges would be selfishness. We are all geared to want what we want and when someone else is not giving us what we want, we think like, well this isn't what I signed up for. We're very we live in a culture of well what have you done for me lately instead of, you know, what may I do for you. We we don't live in this culture of service. And we also live in a culture of like, I must find my perfect soulmate. You know, Brad Wilcox from the University of Virginia had this beautiful piece in the Wall Street Journal recently about how many people believe marriage is about like finding your soulmate. Mm -hmm. And when we have that idea of like, oh, you are my soulmate, and it's strictly this romantic, magical beautiful relationship of every day of my life, you complete me and you are the perfect person. You know, when we live this way and then the person falls off the horse and doesn't act that way and has bad breath and doesn't do the laundry and like, you know, expects all these (laughs) things for you. And you're like, this is not my soulmate apparently. So when we have that mindset of, oh, you are no longer completing me and maybe you're, you used to be my soulmate, but you're not anymore you know, versus a more family-oriented approach of I'm going to choose you, I commit to you, and we are going to build a family together. We are Mm -hmm. going to become a team. We're going to weather life together. We're going to be there for each other. So when you approach marriage in that way, Mm -hmm. it's a whole different lens. And there's a lot more there, you know, it gives the marriage 
stick-to-itiveness, it gives it power. Mm -hmm. So I think one of those common challenges is that mindset of like, wait a minute, this isn't just a list about what you do for me, because guess what? That runs both ways. What have you done for your spouse? Do you want to be held under that kind of scrutiny all the time? So that's, I think, a big one. Another big one is the distraction of technology. This is something very new, you know, in the last 10 years, let's say in a marriage where it used to be, you'd actually be afraid of a mistress or I don't Mm -hmm. know what the opposite of a mistress is, of a man stress, (laughs) you know, but now you have this phone in your bed with you that you are cuddling instead of your your spouse. You know, you're at the end of the day, you might used to be that you spent time with your spouse and now you both are watching Netflix or you're back to back and you're on your phones and you're watching sports or you're watching news or you're texting your girlfriends, whatever it is. So technology, whether it's a third wheel on date night or just taking up all our spare activity, you know, the average adult is spending two and a half hours on social media. So if we are thinking to ourselves, I don't have time to spend 15 minutes talking to my spouse or giving them a back rub or listening to them or walking around the block, but somehow we have two and a half hours, right, for news or stocks or YouTube mm-hmm. or, or shopping or whatever. So technology is a huge thing. Yeah. I'm in my book, Calm, Cool and Connected. I asked this question, it's five digital habits for a balanced life. Is my spouse more interesting than my phone? And that's a good question <laughs> to ask yourself. You know, yes. I mean, laugh because they used to be more interesting. Obviously you married them. They used to be right. a lot more interesting than your phone. But now you're like, oh yeah, my spouse is very boring. They kind of have the same day over and over again. They have the same, I kind of know what's going on there, but the right? phone it's you know amusing it's entertaining it's shocking it's angering it's mm-hmm. it's you know it's goal setting it's i got to keep my streak going it's all these things all wrapped up into one device so we really have to recognize that and maybe a question if you dare ask it is you know hey honey am i on my phone too much do you do you feel ignored? Do you like, do you feel like I'm giving you enough attention? Mm-hmm. Business Insider says we touch our phones more than 2000 times a day, swipes, taps, et cetera. Wow. So, you know, so you can only imagine if you touch your spouse two times a day, they'd be like, oh, honey, you're, you're yeah, rather right. amorous today. What's going on? Yes. So just, just getting that in view that, wow, I, I really need to, the, the tech doesn't care, but my spouse actually cares. I should probably depend a little more, you know, attention have a phone free, you know, date Mm -hmm. night and and those kinds of things. Yeah. That's incredible. I can identify with most of the things that you said. I won't say which ones because my husband might be listening. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But I can totally identify. Okay. So let's talk about some practical ways that we can love beyond words. There's three different categories here. There's daily connection, weekly dates, and regular getaways. So let's, we're going to talk through each of them. But when it comes to daily connection, what are some of the daily rituals of connection that contribute to the overall health of our marriage? And give us some examples. I mean, I I literally, you know, like my husband and I did some goal setting for our marriage and I'm like, let's, let's write down some goals. And some of them are like, kiss each other every day, like say goodbye. Like, so, yes. And, but I would have to tell you, I blanked for a lot of them because I'm just so used to like my day going a certain way. I know what I have to do. I know what needs to get done. And so I, I even, I forget like, what the heck should I be doing every day? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and this will shift, right? That it might be one week you're doing this, but that I love this idea that you're going, you're trying to find these habits that are very natural that you're putting inside of your day. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, and he talks about habit stacking. Like, so if you brush your teeth, you know you're going to do that. So now mm-hmm. we're adding another habit to it. Mm-hmm. So I do think the kissing every day. So I had interviewed uh, Cliff and Joyce Penner. They're these sex therapists for, you know, over 50. 
50 years. And they did talk about the daily kiss for five to 30 seconds a day, saying that it keeps a, the pilot light lit between the couples. And we always joke like the wives don't want to do that because the husbands think that there are other things that follow this. And they're like, <laughs> we don't have time for that. We're on our way to the grocery store, you know. So you have a little chat with your husband and say, you know, this is not always a go signal, but this is just to keep things light between us and happy between us. And, you know, my husband's got a cold right now and we haven't been doing this. So you fall out of this so easily and then you have to get back on it. There have been times in our marriage, we've been married 25 years, where my husband has literally put a calendar on the refrigerator and we put an X on every day we kiss. One day, my daughter, who was probably, you know, 10 at the time, she had asked like, what's this chart? And I couldn't make up a fake answer fast enough. And I said, oh, that's daddy and I's kissing chart. Oh my gosh. And so, and so think of like daily kiss is a great uh, ritual. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about how you connect daily. Think about Mm -hmm. your love languages. So my husband's is physical touch and mine is words. And it's simply, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google five love languages languages. And it's how we feel and express love. So for us, it looks like at the end of the day, like I can give my husband a quick foot rub at the end of the day. And then he listens to me and tells me how much he loves me. So we're both (laughs) having this daily connection where we Mm -hmm. both have that met. And it's, you know, it doesn't happen every single night, but it happens most nights. And it's usually just a few minutes. It's not this huge, long thing. So you're looking for that, you know, walk after dinner or that sit on the couch for five minutes or when you greet each other, there's like you hug and there's like literally a two minute gap where you just say, Hey, how was your day? Everything stops. You have come Mm -hmm. home. We spend this two minutes. We look at each other's eyes. I know other couples, they have coffee together every single morning, come hell or high water at whatever, 630 in the morning, they're sitting on the porch for five minutes having coffee together. So they're just these touch points that work for you in your day and that are this daily rhythm of I see you, how are you? Let's not let too much time go by. Even when we're really busy, let's make sure that that we're connecting with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so important. It's very easy for days to turn into weeks, to turn into months for sure. Yeah. And that cold thing is real. Like when it's like, yes. it's like, yep, you don't need to kiss me. Yep. Yeah. And then away. like two, two weeks away. later, you're like, when was the last time you kissed me? Totally. <laughs> it's so true. Uh, A lot right, of so, hugging with faces away from yeah, each right? other. <laughs> Let's talk about weekly date nights. So how can couples ensure that these dates are enjoyable, meaningful, and contribute to their long-term relationship satisfaction? Again, this is one of the areas that we just take for granted that we're going to know how to do. And we have this amnesia where we forget. Yes. Marriageweek.org, marriageweek.org. There's a free thing of all these creative date night ideas. So do kind of get outside of the box. If there's a certain thing you always do, and I do it, very so I'm not like this expert that every week I'm having this ooh la la kind of date. Mm-hmm. I need this just as much as you. But it is this idea of putting something on the calendar that you are looking forward to. So there's some anticipation there. There's novelty, like, hey, let's not go to the same restaurant in a year. So if we go to one place, let's make sure the next time we go out, we go somewhere different, you know, mm-hmm. or let's see where how much can we do with $25? Like, how can we feed ourselves and have a good time for $25? So just these little things that make it a little bit different and make it a little bit fun. So mm-hmm. again, be creative. It could be as simple as, hey, we're not feeling that great. Let's stay in and let's look at old photo albums and and let's have cheese and crackers and play our favorite songs. Or let's have Hawaiian night where we go find Hawaiian food and we dress in Hawaiian outfits and, you know, we go out. Or I've heard 
the one couple, they went to the thrift store and they bought each other outfits and then they had to wear the outfit to dinner and then <laughs> assume that persona, you know? So these are all really silly things. But, you know, when we were young and dating, we were very silly. So I think there is something about kind of pushing, you know, for you, silly might just be going to a different restaurant and that's silly enough and that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, so just the idea of how can you be a little bit more creative in it. And then I love to encourage people, you know, shoot for that every week date and then you'll probably get one or two a month mm -hmm. and that is totally fine. So they did a survey of people and 52% of married people, this is Brad Wilcox, University of Virginia, they... 52% said, we don't date. We rarely date. We go out maybe once or twice a year, just like a few times a year. We're too busy and we we don't really do that. And 48% of people said, yeah, we do date regularly and this would be once or more a month. And what they found were for those regular daters and see how that's so doable, once or more a month, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they experienced experienced a 15% boost in happiness in things like overall contentment with a marriage, good communication, good sex, not likely to divorce, all those things just because they dated once or more a month. And it mm -hmm. it makes sense. Like if you have if you're not dating at all, you know, you're probably not necessarily enjoying each other's company, you're not having fun anymore together, mm -hmm. you're probably, you know, all those things. You could see how that weekly date just a weekly date. You know, I, it's cheaper than marriage counseling. Please go to marriage counseling if you need marriage counseling. So do not hear me say that you should not go to marriage counseling. But to keep that connection and talking and, and openness, that date night is, is cheaper and it's something enjoyable to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So next level, regular getaways. What are some tips for planning and enjoying these getaways, especially when couples have busy schedules or limited resources? Yeah. So if it is... Go ahead and put it on the calendar, even if you're busy. 24 hours, you can do it. So just 24 hours, you know, work in the morning, start at lunchtime and go from lunchtime on and then have the morning together and then clock back in at 12 o'clock and you, ha you have not even missed a work day. You have, you, you have been there a morning and you've been there an afternoon, but you spent 24 hours alone with your spouse. So if you're mm -hmm. so busy and so indispensable and everything will, you know, run amok if you're not there, then go from 12 to 12 and take a 24-hour thing. But I say that kind of laughingly because most of us, you can get away. Like mm -hmm. things will not fall apart if you get away for one or two days with your spouse. Mm -hmm. If you have money, then, you know, my goodness, plan, go somewhere amazing that you both want to go to and, and make it something that is it's worth saving for. Because not only do you have the enjoyment of those two days you spent or one day or whatever, you have all the anticipation, the nine months of anticipation that, oh my word, we are finally going to Hawaii or wherever it is that you're going. And then you have the memory of that trip that's sweet that lasts your whole life. So it really is a worthwhile investment. Mm -hmm. It is worthwhile saving for, but yeah. obviously it doesn't have to be that. Um, most of us within a half an hour or one hour from our homes, we can drive somewhere that is pleasant, that is pretty, that's a change of pace, that you're just paying for a one night hotel stay that does not have to break the bank. So that's totally doable. So I really encourage if you have that on the calendar, even when you have young kids, uh, I just talked to someone, they have young kids and they hadn't been away for five years and they went on a one day getaway <laughs> and 
to themselves, why in the world have we not done this sooner? Like this was so good for us and so much fun. Your baby, your two-year-old, your five-year-old, they will not remember. They won't be like, oh, on March 5th, you know, my parents were away from me. How could they have done that? They will not even remember a thing. But you, your spouse, you being happy together, that's going to make an impression on your children. So it really don't use, don't lean on, well, I can't get away from the kids. You can. And yeah. it's it's good for you to get away from the kids. This is not like a month sabbatical. <laughs> this is just an overnight getaway or, you know, et cetera. So that's, they're going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So building on the idea of love beyond words, how can couples effectively express their love and appreciation for one another beyond verbal communication, Yeah, particularly during challenging times? Yes. I think it's keeping those <laughs> commitments, like no matter what you do, like no matter how mean you might be mean to me, and I'm still going to show up for you. But of course, I'm not saying to be a doormat. I'm You do tell them, hey, you need to not talk to me that way, but you're going to be there. You know, your love beyond words is, you you can't get rid of me, <laughs> like no matter <laughs> how hard you try. And now on the flip side, of course, I love to tell people, you know, live in your marriage in a way that you will never give your spouse a reason to divorce you. Mm-hmm. Like you live in in that marriage in a way that like, well, it's not on me. Whatever's happening is not on me because I've been faithful to my mm-hmm. vows. I've been committed to you. I've loved you. I've been there for you. You know, I've I've never, I I don't like, you know, hurt you with my words. I don't abuse you. You, 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 you get it, you know, because yeah. I'm not trying to tell people to stay in bad marriages. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell people that love beyond words is I'm going to live in such a way. I'm not going to give you a reason to divorce me. Mm-hmm. And that is my commitment to love you beyond words. And, and again, you know, it, it's, it's basically taking your will and saying, you know what, in this moment, I will choose to serve you that maybe I don't feel like it's just like, I've done three nice things for you and you've done zero nice things for me in the last five days, you know? But even though the scoreboard, right? And I say that in quotes, you know, because I don't think you should keep a scoreboard because that doesn't work that well. Mm -hmm. If you want to keep a scoreboard, do it the opposite way that I'm going to outlove you. You know, I've I've done more for you and I'm just going to keep doing more for you. And that's, that's love beyond words. You know, Dr. Gary Chapman did the five love languages. He and I have written books together. And he just talks about like, you would think a guy like Dr. Gary Chapman wanting to be a pastor, wanting to be a missionary, going to seminary, he would get that marriage thing right from the get-go. But him and his bride, Carolyn, had a really hard time at the beginning. And he said, Mm -hmm. it was when I realized all I'm supposed to do is serve her. That's all I'm supposed to do, regardless of what she does back. That's all I'm supposed to do. And as he did that, then all of a sudden their marriage started changing. So love beyond words is, I will serve you. I will be the first. I won't wait for you to go first before I'm I'm nice and kind, you know. I will go first. And mm-hmm. it really is thinking of the other person and it's 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 those actions of, "Oh, you like coffee and I don't like coffee." That's my husband. But we'll still go out for coffee because A, it's a cheap date and you really like it, you know, and so that's fine. So you drink your coffee and we'll talk and that's fine with me. And then and then, you know, on the flip side, it might be whether it's giving a, a massage to my husband because he he loves that or whether it's, you know, I will watch this YouTube thing about geopolitics that I really don't even barely understand, but you're interested in this. So I'll mm-hmm. sit here and listen mm-hmm. to it with you. You know, so it's, it's love beyond words that I'm going to keep showing that I am interested in you mm-hmm. and I will show you by my actions. Yeah, that's really powerful. 
All right. So as we wrap up, tell us about the resources that are available on marriageweek.org. Yes, you did I, mention the dates. Yes. So it's, such a, it's such a fun <laughs> website, marriageweek.org. You will find research that will make you feel like, whoa, I did not even know that. So for instance, we're all, you know, you can talk to, if your friends say like, well, in marriage, you know, that's like a ball and chain. You're not going to be happy being married. You're going to go, actually, statistically, what they show is if you have, and again, at marriageweek.org, you see all this amazing research. If you have a college degree, you have a 64 boost in happiness. If you are making more money than most, you get an 88% boost. If you're in a fulfilling job, a 145% boost. I mean, this is great. Mm -hmm. But if you're married, just plain married, you get a 151% boost. But if you're in a good marriage, you get a 550, 545% boost in happiness. You are five times more happy than the average person simply because you are in a good marriage. And so it really makes you realize what you have. Like, wow, if I'm married, like, this is really amazing, like that I can live with these kind of benefits. And if you're not feeling the, the positive benefits, then there's this couple connection plan that you can look at to help you speak the love languages, help you appreciate your spouse better, kind of wake up those, those reasons why you got together in the first place and then give you those, like maybe you're just not sure like what to talk about. You know, you're supposed to connect, but what are we supposed to talk about? It gives lots of prompts mm -hmm. of easy things to start conversations flowing again. And then of course, the creative date nights that we talked about. And there's also a clearing house of events. So if you are a church and you're putting on a marriage event and you want to post it there, you can do that. Or if you're looking for a marriage event to attend, you can kind of search through to see if there is anything local uh, close to you or maybe in a vacation destination that you want to attend something together for that yearly getaway, you know, with your spouse, you can do that. So it's a great site, marriageweek.org that you can look at 365 days of the year. Yeah. All right. That sounds fantastic. I am definitely going to spend some time on it. All right. So thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciated this conversation and it's some great reminders and refreshers about being in marriage and how to serve and how to love that person that we're with. Thank yeah, you. Thank you so much, Kimberly. It's so great to be with you. And if anyone wants to look at my books, connect with me. It's simply my name, ArlenePelicane.com. You can find Arlene at marriageweek.org. She's also at arlenepelicane.com. She's on Facebook as Arlene Pelicane Author and on Twitter and Instagram as Arlene Pelicane. I'll link to all of that in the show notes. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If so, I'd like to ask a favor. Can you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? Besides sharing this podcast with your friends, leaving a review is one of the most effective ways that you can support us and help get the word out about the incredible resources we have to offer. I'm passionate about helping families thrive and your reviews help families find us. And remember, family culture isn't about perfect, it's about purpose.